you know, I think I'm going to sell my vacuum cleaner. You know why? It's just gathering dust. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners who are rising from recession. And our guest this week, well, he has sold everything from Cutco to real estate and beyond, and he is here to help coach us into a strong and profitable business. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. We're here with Vikram Deal, the owner of Coach Vikram. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Hey, Michael, thank you for having me, man. I'm super excited. I've been waiting a <laughs> long time for this. And for visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? Hey, my name's Vikram Deol. I am a serial entrepreneur. I actually just say I'm really the most unemployable human in the world. <laughs> I have been in business since I was seven years old, selling my parents on taking me to Toys R Us and getting me what I wanted. Um, but I've also owned multiple other businesses throughout my life. And I've always loved building teams, building systems, and seeing other people have success. Um, about a year ago, I decided to take that passion and I ventured out into my own coaching and consulting business where I get to help people like myself um, with coaching and systems and sales, really growing themselves and growing their businesses. I wish he did something for a living. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, basically I sit at home, I sleep in bed all day, I wake up, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do today? I'm just going to go back to sleep, you know? Um, the, the consulting and coaching world is quite interesting. I've always had a, well, I wouldn't say always, but uh, since about a decade ago, I've always had at least one coach, but I've always had a team of people to kind of keep my head aligned Right. from a therapist to a coach to uh, sometimes two coaches. Um, and I realized the one time I didn't have a coach, my business didn't grow. It suffered. It was really weird. Right. Um, and so, but... I didn't think about it because I've always seen the value like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Wayne Gretzky, any great athlete will tell you about the team of people that work with them and work on them all day long. Right. And yet when we get into business, like we go to school, hey, this is our PE coach. This is our this coach. This is our this coach. Most people play sports or they've seen somebody play sports. They had a couple of strength coaches, basketball. You know, I have a strength training coach. I have a this coach. I have a that coach. But then you get into business and you're like, I'm just going to do it on my own. Right. Which seems so weird. Like my ex-wife yelled at me when I like I had to barricade myself in the room <laughs> and I gave my credit card number to a coaching company and she's screaming, you're an idiot. <laughs> and the ex, um, because it's so weird. We have teachers, but we don't see the value in coaching. Right, right. But I just sleep all day. It's so uh, don't and, don't and hire bomb, me. Eat bomb bombs and then you know watch reruns of you know of anything like Donahue or 
I love Lucy. I love Lucy. Let's get, let's get really old here. Back in 1947, I remember when TV was water. Anyway, but yeah. But this is the great thing about you is that you've been doing, you, you've been in business forever. Like you said, you started at yeah. the age of seven, but you got your professional business experience started in real estate. And No. Oh, really? When I, my parents, my, my dad's a doctor, so he's at his own practice. So I've been firing people, giving me shots since I was five years old, Okay. maybe seven. But my first business business was when I sold Cutco knives. Oh, okay. That you was, had a lot of other people, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that was a 1099 position. Sure. So you're responsible for your taxes, your schedule, you're responsible for booking your sales, you're responsible for learning the scripts and the programs and their systems. Um, and to this day, I mean, I learned that script so well. I sold a few of the few of their products. I can still recite the script. What is it? I'll, I'll give you the referral script. I <laughs> okay. probably know 75% of it. Sure. Um, so as you're finished doing your presentation, you're uh -huh. cleaning up. And I would have like a thousand things out because I wanted to make sure that I had more time to get referrals. Right. So you have your referral notebook. They told you to put the name of the person on top, write the numbers, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. put a space in between. You have a spiral notebook to the other page as well. And so what I did was I was like, well, what if somebody only fills out half? So after the end of the presentation, I would just fill in fake names. So when somebody saw the book, as I went flipping through, it was all full. This guy's actually selling stuff. Holy yeah. cow. People are giving them referrals too, like holy crap. And so the refer so as, as you're cleaning up, it's like, hey, Michael, how'd you enjoy the presentation today? I thought it was great. Of course you did, obviously. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun. Well, here's where you can really help me out. I get paid every time I show Cutco, but I can only show it to people I've been personally recommended to. So as I'm cleaning up here, if you could just go grab your phone book, and it's already on the table because we already pre-framed pre it or grab your cell phone uh, and just jot down the names of 40 to 50 of your closest friends. Um, I'd really appreciate it. <gasps> and I start cleaning knives and I was 17 years old and I got more referrals than anybody, but my manager told me, go learn the script. So I went and learned the script. Right. And that's what I did. And so even during my presentations for like the first 60 days, I would literally keep the script, even though I memorized the whole thing, I'd literally keep the script in my lap and I'd be like a little kid. I'm like, do you mind if I use my script? Cause I don't want to make a mistake. <laughs> and Mrs. You use the cute angle. Yeah. And Mrs. Jones and I would dress up, right? I, I mean, back in the day I would wear a collar shirt or a tie or a suit. I mean, I would go to sell knives in like 110 degree weather wearing like a suit <sighs> because you got to play the part, right? You know, you're making 50% commissions, 30% commissions. You got to look good. Right. Sure. They don't know that I'm making a bunch of how much money, but it doesn't know, matter. It's perception's reality, but it makes, it just changes everything. Right. And it's something that I taught every single one of my teams is look good. You feel good, but dress well. Mm. Like even in this business that I used to own with my dad, one of the things that we that I kind of harped on, which was different than some of the other Osteo Strongs, was we need a uniform. Like we gotta wear our Osteo Strong shirts, we gotta look good, you know, we gotta have the same kind of feel so that no matter who comes in, right. they get the same, you know, would you like fries and a drink with that? Right. Did you wanna get anything else? Like you gotta create the system and the structure. And what most businesses fail doing is they create a system, but they don't implement it. Mm. 
So it's like, hey, here's your script, go use it. Now what? You know, so I was talking to somebody yesterday and she goes, I'm having my manager that I'm firing train my new manager. And literally just like how you're staring at me and I'm driving home from my grandma's house yesterday and I'm like, I need to pull over and like literally beat this into your heads because I've talked to them six months, they're friends of mine, so they, they call when they have problems, right? Like right. you call your attorney and I'm like, hey guys, we need to sit down. Right. You guys are about to pour all this gasoline into your business. You're about to hire a guy for $6,000 a month to turn on your social media, to turn on your funnels, to turn on your Google things, to make all these videos. Right. And you're gonna pour all this gasoline into your business but you're not implementing the stuff that you, and you're gonna hire six people more, which you've never had that many people. Right. You've been a one, two salon, and now you're gonna go to a 10 person salon, and you just expect it to work because you've spent 20 hours writing down what you wanted the business to look like. And you've just ticked off the one person <laughs> who could just destroy everything. Yeah. And what people don't realize See, everybody wants growth, but they don't want to build the foundation. Right. Everybody wants scale, but they don't implement their systems. Right. And so people want to grow fast, which, hey, I'm all about it. But there's a, there's a phrase in the Marines. Slow is smooth, smooth is steady, steady is fast. And if you don't know how to move smoothly and you're bouncing up and down, because every business goes through a period of overgrowth. Sure. Everything starts to fall. Mm. And if you're in a, you know, there's certain businesses that you get one shot, right? I'm only gonna go to a hair, a barber shop one time where I'm gonna be like, that's dirty. Mm, they kind of made me feel weird. I'm not going back there. Right. You go to a gym one time. Right. You know, salons, same thing. You're gonna go in there one time. There's plenty of other people that are just as good as you. And when you're charging $150 a haircut, or a style as, <laughs> as what women get, women don't get haircuts, they get styled. Right. So I said, you know, that my recommendation is what you guys slow down. You're making 400, 500, $600,000 a year. You're doing great. You need to slow down. Right. And she was like, holy crap, I never thought of that. I'm like, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Nobody does, because you're going at it. You're lifting like a 400 pound bench press when your body's like, help me. <laughs> By the way, I almost forgot to ask, just so that visioneers who are watching this on YouTube, where are we? Oh yeah, so um, this is an old business that me and my dad started. Well, it's not an old business, it's an old business for me now, but we started this, it's called OsteoStrong. We started it three years ago. It does muscular, skeletal strength conditioning. Right. Um, what, what does that mean is it helps build your bone, it helps build your strength, it helps build your ligaments and joints. Um, so it makes you stronger, helps you perform better. It's great for people with osteoporosis, with athletes, um, basically anybody who's getting older. Mm. And so this is a really cool biohacking facility here in Bakersfield, 4,000 Stockdale Highway Suites. I don't know what the suite is. Um, 
but you guys can find it at osteostrongbakersfield.com or just call them 306-7836 is the number um, and they'll give you a whole tour of the facility it's it's really cool and this was something that you went into business to be able to have a business with your father yeah what was the origin of that and you know why why did you choose to go into business with your father you know just to try to heal our relationship mm-hmm. um, I think that there's a lot of people that don't want to talk about it but I wanted to try to fix a relationship with him mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to carry on to my future children the same thing that I grew up with and to see kind of the mirror a little bit closer mm. um, because his genes are your genes, whether you like it or not. Well, no, my genes are... The genes that I'm wearing right now, Michael, are my genes. I, he would not wear these jeans. These are fitted. They are expensive. He would not actually... He wouldn't even know what they are. Um, right. My mom buys his jeans. <laughs> my mom does not buy any of my clothes anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I wanted to get into this. Um, I love the concept. I never wanted to be in brick and mortar. Right. So, prior to this, I was uh, I had a real estate team. And um, I just listed a house last two weeks ago. And I didn't realize how much work that my team actually did. Wow. Because I didn't do anything after a while. Sure. Like, I would show up. I would run the team. But I didn't do the appointments. I didn't do the sales. I I had kind of removed myself from those operations and I was more of the visionary now. Right, sure. Yeah, it sucked. It was a ton <laughs> of work. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it was a ton <laughs> of work. And I was like, holy crap. And we made it look easy because we did put the systems in place. We did implement all the strategies and and I was, but it was, it was crazy like, because um, when I got out of that, I never thought I wanted to do this. Right. But I did see the product, I did see, the results, and um, it was great. If visioneers want to get in touch with you and talk to more about coaching and learn more about you as a person and your experiences in real estate and everything else that you've done, plus the stuff you're doing in the future, how do they do that? Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked that question because um, I would just keep talking and never say that. <laughs> um, so here, here, here's my cheap and dirty plug. You can find me on Instagram, Coach Vikram Diol. I'm on Facebook, same tag, Vikram Diol uh, Clubhouse. Vikram Dio, Coach Vikram Diol as well. Sounds good. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and leave a comment. We love the comments that you guys give us because your comments are part of the reason we find the guests and have the strange things to talk about with our guests because of the things that you want to learn about. So go ahead and make sure you, you like, subscribe, notify, and leave a comment. And when we come back, we're going to go in, we're going to be delving into something that a lot of you have been asking about, about Instagram. When we come right back. My name is Josh Domingo and I'm a Toastmaster from Ventura, California. Toastmasters has helped me build my career and relate to small business owners in a myriad of ways. Too many ways to list in 30 seconds. But the most impactful way that Toastmasters has helped me is to come up with believable answers to really bad questions on the fly. This is not just in my presentations at work, but it's also at city council meetings and at my local chamber. I invite you to join us at Toastmasters and I look forward to seeing you there. Toastmasters, the fun and relaxed group of leaders who will help you get ahead. Go to toastmasters.org and click on the Find a club button and set your business ahead of COVID and ahead of your competition. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the 
find a club button. That's Toastmasters.org and click on the find a club button today. We're here with Coach Vikram Diol, the owner of, 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 of Coach Vikram. And our visionary question comes from Paulette who asks, I want to grow my social media audience quickly. What have you done that gathers real followers that works? Being authentic, being consistent, and being on Clubhouse. Okay. Um, How so? Well, one is people think that they post a lot, mm -hmm. but we get bombarded with messages. Right. Right? Like all of your friends, all of your followers are following four, five hundred thousand, ten thousand people. Right. So as they scroll through the feed, Instagram's gonna say, hey, wait a minute, you're not getting any likes. This post isn't resonating. They're gonna throw it into the trash. Right. They're gonna they're gonna shadow ban it or just not promote just it. Bury it. Yeah. But if you get people, so when you post consistently, people are gonna start connecting with you. Mm. So you wanna post things that are business related, you wanna post things that are family related, you wanna post things that are just who you are, right? We like Elon Musk because we know Elon Musk is wild and crazy, but he also inspires us. Mm. Like we wanna somehow be Elon Musk, right? We're like, oh my God, or think about like your favorite personality online. Right. So you gotta show up consistently. So my coach, he used to post once a day, now he's posting three or four times a day. Right. And so the more you post, the more people see, know, and like you. Right. Um, or know, like, and trust you. The other thing is, is that when you post consistently, you have to get into a cadence. Mm. You get into a rhythm. Um, Instagram, you can do long form posts because people actually read Instagram posts now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, create like a raving fan group and tell them, hey, save my post. Mm. So the algorithm used to be a comment and a it used to be a like, then it was a comment, then it was a share, now it's a save. Mm. So if you like this and you're following me on Instagram and you see my stuff and you wanna help me, give me a little bit of free digital currency, go hit the save button. So that's how you teach your people. It's like, hey, on my post, I put the save. Like I put down a little arrow to save. Mm. So my post that my team makes, there's a save button. So it's like, hey, save this share this, comment on it, like it. Now we're so busy, people don't even like things. Right, right. So you gotta get people engaged with you. Mm. Um, Clubhouse is an app that I started using back in January, and it's a social app, but instead of it being like us having a conversation, you're on stage with hundreds of other people, or right. 10 people, or 20 people, whatever the size of the room is. Right. And now people can come up and talk to you, you can talk to them, it's kind of addictive. You can spend 10 hours on there and you think that you're on there for 45 minutes. Right. So be careful. <laughs> I say that because I've, I've done it. <laughs> I mean, my sleep schedule got screwed up because you get into these crazy rooms. I mean, like I got into some rooms about aliens in the middle of the night and I'm like, why am I here? It's two o'clock in the morning. Why am I still here? But, right. but it's interesting because during the pandemic, people were craving social connection. Right. And so these were abilities to, not, not only do you get to talk to people, but you get to talk about so many interesting topics that we all have, you know, we're, we're all multi-dimensional. Right. And so Clubhouse has been a really great way for me to grow my following. I've probably added two or 3,000 people this 
last six months mm -hmm. just from that channel. Wow. Um, I'm a fan of you got to boost your posts that are doing well. And how do you do that? You, you just, first off, okay. If you're running a personal Instagram account, mm -hmm. you need to change it to a business account. Right. That's number one. And I think most people are running two accounts. Mm -hmm. They're running a personal and a business. Right. There's no more personal and business. It's all just one. You right. are who you are. Right. So you have to post, like your business can be all about your business, but your personal has to show your business. Right. So you might have somebody else running your personal account mm -hmm. or your, your business account mm -hmm. and you run your personal. Mm -hmm. You gotta post both things. You gotta build your brand up. Every, people have to know and everybody's like, well, we don't wanna tell people about what we do. We don't wanna do this. We no, you gotta do it. Right. You have to do it. Um, so change your account to a business account. Right. Put your credit card in there. Right. And then it's gonna say, um, I'm not exactly sure where it is. I don't have my phone on me. I'd have to look at it. But somewhere it'll say, do you want to boost the post? Right. You got to just click around on the things and you can boost your post. And then you create an audience. So like, let's say you have a business that's a brick and mortar and it's based out of Bakersfield. Right. Or it's based in LA. Sure. Or it's based in Santa Monica of LA. Right. Because you're not going to get people to drive in LA 45 minutes to your business unless it's like something super cool. Sure, sure. So you can segment it down to smaller areas and you can create your actual segment, your map, if your business is local. Or for me, my business is U.S. Right. So I do the U.S., I do certain ages, certain incomes. Um, but you create your audience and then you just tell Instagram how much money you want to spend. And then it's going to ask you, do you want to have people click on your website? Do you want to have people engage with this post more? Do you want people to do, um, come to your profile? So, you know, you, I probably spent 800 bucks this year on that. And it just takes your posts that are doing well. So if you, as you look at your Instagram posts, mm -hmm. if you have 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 100. That's that, the one you go for. That's right. the one you go for. Sure. That hundred, that hundred, like or that 20 maybe it's five comments five comments ten comments it's three likes but it's ten comments people are engaging like sometimes people forget to double tap but if they're typing and engaging right boost that out because people are resonating with that right spend 10 15 dollars over the course of two or three days and you will get tons of people so i was i was blessed to be featured in a magazine and the media company that did the did it, they gave me the cover and they gave me a picture with me and some other people in there. Sure. And I posted the cover. Like 300 people that I know like it because you know these are friends and colleagues and people that I've curated relationships with online. Sure. I boosted it out. It was like 1,400 people were like, "Congratulations, this is awesome. You're a badass." And I'm like. Holy smokes. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no, I mean, I knew I was, but, but like, it was insane how many, like, I would wake up in the morning, it's like, like so many comments and likes and congratulations. So you don't want to brag all the time, but every now and then you want to promote that you are kind of a super cool rock star. Sure. You are somebody. Yeah, right. because we all are. We all have cool stuff. So don't just always post your dog. Don't always post your kids. Don't always post your grandma. Post everything so people see you're a human because right. people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. 
They do business with people they connect with. Right. They do business with people who are just like them. Right. So if they see that you do a big Thanksgiving dinner and they do a big Thanksgiving dinner, hey, we are similar. Right. Hey, he likes cars, I like cars. Hey, he works out, I work out. Sure. Hey, he golfs, I want to golf. <laughs> I just play till all the balls are gone. <laughs> I don't think that's the right way you're supposed to do it, Michael. I think the ball's supposed to go in the hole and you're supposed to go home with the balls. <clears throat> but well, I'm, I, I'm, not a, I'm not an expert. <laughs> you know, even I learn things on Small Business Celebration. <laughs> anyway, so... We don't, we don't have that much time left in this particular segment, cool. but, I, but I do want to, you were talking about being real, about being, you know, showing people online sure. on Instagram that you're a real person. And, you know, you're a very dynamic person. You've got three, four businesses, serial entrepreneur, Cutco, real estate, osteostrong, coaching, all these great things going on. But all of this was rainbows and sunshine all the time and oh, there was, yeah. and there was and you have not changed a lick no in that so so when everybody thinks before anybody puts you on a big pedestal well you should put me on a pedestal because my head's <laughs> huge from what everybody tells me i'm very humble okay yes, michael very 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 humble but something has happened along the way that has kicked you in the teeth you mean like divorce or jail? Well, but what is something that has happened that affects the decisions that you make today for your business? I mean, everything stacks on top of each other. Mm. So it's not just one thing, right? So if you look at the wheel of life, you have, uh, you know, let's call it the four pillars, fitness, faith, finances, family relationships, right? Fitness is your health. Right. How's your physical body? Most people's are not good. Then you have your finances. I know that 78% of Americans have less than $5,000 in their bank account. Right. This might not be that group because this is entrepreneurs, but even entrepreneurs don't have a lot of savings. Right. Then you have relationships and family. Well, 51% of relationships end in a divorce. Right. Kids hate their parents, parents hate their kids. I wish we would have just talked more on our deathbed. Right. So fitness, family, business, they're all kind of like not doing real well. And then you have faith, which I just believe, like whatever you believe in, whether you believe in your religion or a different religion or you don't believe in something, you got to believe that we're not just here by accident. There's a higher power. That's my belief. I don't care what you guys believe in, but that's my belief. Sure. Life kicks you all the time. I mean, I've been kicked down so I, I've literally lived in the back of a cell phone store on an air mattress. When I got a divorce, we had just put all of this money into a house. And when I was like, no more, I'm not going to get abused and kicked around and be in a crappy relationship. I lived in a client's house that he was doing a short sale on in 2010 or something. And I didn't have enough money for pots and pans. So he had a barbecue, so thank God I knew how to barbecue. I would shower and I would wash my clothes by hand in the shower because mm. there was no washer and dryer. So I'm sitting in this $800,000 house. With right. no plates, no pots. Yeah, and I'm like- Having to do your laundry in the shower. Mom, where do I get cheap plates at? She's like, you go to Ross. 
I'm like, where's, what's Ross? She's like, Ross dress for less. I'm like, they sell plates? She's like, yeah, they have everything. Go to Target. I'm like, Target's for rich people, mom. <laughs> I can't go to Walmart. She's like, why? I'm like, because me and Walmart have an, anti, an antitrust communication thing going on. So I can't shop there. And this is prior to like everybody buying on Amazon. Right. So I literally went to Ross and I bought some cheap pots and pans. With the, and I left the house with a garbage bag. And then when that house sold, right? Now, grand, I made like 20 grand on it. But by the time I paid my broker, paid off a couple of bills, it was like 4,000 left. That's not a lot of money. Right. So then I met this guy at a bar one night drinking and he lived in downtown Bellevue and he had a two bedroom place. I called him. I'm like, hey dude, remember me? He's like, yeah. I'm like, do you still got an extra room that I can rent? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I'm going through some personal stuff. Can I live in your house? He's like, um, okay. So I lived with him. I met you at a bar and sure, why don't you move in? Literally, like <laughs> I lived with him. And I, you know, he was a big partier. I started to party a lot, you know, going through a divorce. And I would remember I'd go out at night and he only had one key and his landlord wouldn't give him another one. So I'd have to throw rocks at his window. Hmm. And I literally, like, I moved in with the trash bag. So I took the trash bag from the house to the one house, then from there to this other house. And then after I made a couple of sales, then I got an apartment in a nice apartment complex, but I didn't have any money for furniture. I never bought furniture before. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm like 30 year old man selling real estate, but I don't know like where to go for furniture. So I call my mom up, I'm like, what do I do? She's like, I don't know, like go to the furniture store. I'm like, well, I don't wanna spend thousands of dollars on furniture. So I rented a love seat. I had a computer monitor for a TV and an air mattress. And I'd bring people over and they're like, yo, dude, this is the nicest building in town. I'm like, yeah. And they walk into my apartment. It's completely empty except for a love seat <laughs> on a bunch of plastic bins. And what I learned was, is that life is going to be hard. And the people that are in your corner are the people who are going to uplift you because they've been through the same thing you've been through. Maybe not exactly the same, but they've been through something similar. And if you don't have a strong team, right, your five closest peers, that believe the best is yet to come. Like you guys can't see it, but right on top of me in the back, it says the best is yet to come, right? The richest person I know, not because of his financial success, but because of his family success, his relationship success, all of those successes, that's his motto. The best is yet to come. Rule number five. And I teach that to my clients. And I'm like, hey guys, what's rule number five? Like the best is, like Vic, do you know what the rule number one through 27 is? I'm like, all you need to know is rule number five. We'll get to the other rules in time. And so everything I've done in my life has made me a better human so that I have more empathy, more compassion. When, I, when people tell me, hey Vic, I'm having hard times right now, been there. Hey Vic, I, I'm, I don't know if I can afford this payment. I'm like, you can, like, how do you know? I'm like, cause I've been there, All right? Hey, I got $300,000 in debt. I'm like, me too! <laughs> hey, what's up? Is yours, is yours on a line of credit or is yours on a credit card? Like, I've been there. I mean, I hired my first coach and my last coach last year. I mean, I was $350,000, not in credit card debt because I was being a dummy, but just, I had business loans. I had bought a rental property. I had done some things. We had to fix it up. And 
it was 50 grand. I was like, how much? He's like, 50 grand. I was like, well, um, I don't have that much money. He's like, great, we'll do it over two payments. I'm like, I don't have that much money. He's like, okay, I can do five payments. I'm like, that's 10 grand a month. He's like, you'll figure it out, Vikram. I was like, what if I don't? He's like, well then, <laughs> I guess our contract's canceled. I was like, okay. And guess what? You figure it out. Because when you ask the universe, it delivers. So most people just ask really small questions. They ask, hey, I just want to make my car payment, Michael. Right? If I could just get enough money to put food on the table. And what do they have? Food on the table. But then their lights go out. You got to ask bigger. And when it comes to business, I ask the question of, when my business is doing $10 million, what systems do I need in place? Who do I need in place? Right? Most people, when they start a business, they think, what am I going to do? Scratch that. Who do I need to hire and who do I need to become so that I can have the business that I want? You have to constantly evolve, right? You got to constantly evolve. Most people, if you ask them the last book they read, they're like, well, I read some social media. I read some stuff in the newspaper. I'm like, that's not going to make you a better person. Most people don't read a book after high school graduation. And even in high school, they didn't finish any books. And so if you're not evolving and developing yourself, you're not growing. And we'll be right back. Wow. Coach Vikram is giving sensational advice on this episode of Small Business Celebration, and we are going to apply what Coach Vikram is talking about on all of our social media platforms, whether they be LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. We want you, Visionary Nation, to go ahead and save our posts. We want you to comment on our posts, and we want you to share our posts. Give us the digital currency to help you with your business and grow your business. Because if you save one of our posts, you comment on our posts, and you share our posts, you are sharing your business with your following and keeping your following top of mind for what you are doing. So take the Small Business Celebration post and make sure you save our posts, make sure you comment on our posts, and make sure you share our posts today. We're here with Vikram Diol, Coach Vikram Diol, and uh, our visionary question comes from Gabrielle who asks, now that the economy is opening up from COVID, I want to help my team grow as people while not becoming overconfident in this booming economy. What have you done that works? You know, our memories are really short. Mm. We had a 2008 crash. Right. People said, we'll never forget. We'll never forget. Well, you know, the thing is, you might not forget, Michael. I might not forget. Right. But guess what? There's another generation coming up right behind us that didn't experience that. Right. Now, <clears throat> the pandemic, everybody kind of experiences. But what, when you build your team, you have to, one is you got to keep the fire on them. Mm. If, if how, you're, do you do, how do you do that? You got to have goals. Mm. Um, I like to do morning stand-up meetings with my sales team, 10 minutes, and it's structured. Mm. You go over your numbers, you go over your goals, you go over something good that happened the next, the previous day, right? So it's a structure. 
It's 10 minutes and at 10 minutes the buzzer hits, you go away because what happens with meetings is I can ramble on for 45 minutes. Right. And then they get bored and then they don't get to do their job and then they get behind and then they get frustrated and then they're like, oh, another meeting. And I like that <clears throat> you literally have a timer. Yeah. You literally have a timer to keep that consolidated and keep people on task. And it takes about 20 days to get it really going. Mm. So it's gonna be a 20 to 30 days, right? You know, let's say you meet five days a week. Right. Over the course of a month, that's 20 days. Right. It's gonna take time. Right. Right, it's gonna take time and that is gonna help you finesse. You as an owner will eventually start saying, hey, I don't wanna run the meeting. Because it's the same thing. I'm getting bored. Well, because you want to give them the opportunity to, uh, you want to develop your team. So it. eventually you want to promote them to do the meetings. Got it. Because you want to take a step out. So that way you don't have to show up every morning if you don't want to. Right. Because if, you know, the goal is, is that you build leaders. And if you want to keep the heat on, you got to talk about the goals, right? You are the, you are the leader. You are the person that has the vision. And so you have to keep the heat on. Hey, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? What's our revenue? That's what you should be focused on. They should be focused on their jobs. Your manager should be focused on what they need to do to drive business. But the morning meeting, um, you can read a book called Traction. Traction by who? Gino Wickman. Okay. Um, or you can go to another book called Scaling Up. Okay. And that, I don't know who that one's... Uh, I, I could try to figure out. I could try to figure out the author on that one, but I don't remember. Um, but traction or scaling up—they're both EOS systems, okay. entre, uh, entrepreneurial, uh, enterprise operating systems. There it is. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not right. <laughs> enterprise op—you you know, we're at, we're we're actually in a live business right now, so there's all sorts the, the, of things distractions happening. Going on, happening. And and I used to run the business, and so. Like, your, your brain is going, you know, that that sound doesn't sound right. Yeah, so like I'm like, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? So it's like, ah! Uh, so a little little, little bit of a distraction there. But those are great books. But the way, the way you keep the, the, the heat on them is you encourage them to hit their goals because there is a why behind it. Right. Why are they showing up to work? I, they got kids. They got a dog. They got sick parents. Right, they want to buy that new house. They want to buy that new car. Right, they're tired of driving that 1997 Honda Civic that's, you know, got the wheels rolling off. That's two-tone rust and blue. I love the rust though. It's so it looks custom, actually, Michael. Well, and at least, and you leave a little bit of yourself behind you wherever you go. Yeah, you're not doing anything bad for the environment either by doing that. Okay, so for all of our environmentalists out there, that two-tone rust-colored paint job is actually really good for Mother Earth. But you know, you just you keep the heat on by encouraging them to get to their why. So yesterday, I was talking to my team. And I said, hey, if you guys get me 20, uh, my goal right now is to get 20, 20 one-on-ones a week. Right. And they said, why? I said, because here's my financial goal. Here's what I need to do. Here's my closing percentage. Here's our show rate. So this is what I need to do to hit my goals. Right. Because I have a three-month goal to hit a certain revenue. And they're like, okay. And I could see they were like excited because I said, you guys figure it out. But I also said at the end, by the way, when we hit those goals and I hit my goals, you guys get a bonus. My team was working till nine o'clock last night. Right. They normally check out at 5.30. Right. I was getting Slack messages till nine o'clock. 
Hey, what'd you think about that Instagram post? Hey, what'd you think about this? Hey, can you check this out, Vikram? Hey, Vikram. Hey, Vikram. I'm like, what? I don't want to talk to you guys. You figure it out. But they're asking me for my feedback. Right. So that's how you keep the fuel on is that you have to have a goal. Right. And when you have the goal and you tie it into your why and they have a goal and they, you tie it into their why, now we're all working to the same general vicinity because everybody's trying to hit their goal to hit their whys. Right. One of the things that I get a lot of feedback on Small Business Celebration, <coughs> and I've said this, it's almost cliche after a while, is that one of the things about this show is we help people understand that there is a light at the end of the tunnel yeah. and it's not a train. <laughs> or a train wreck. Or a train wreck, exactly. And there's, we've just spoken about business owners and employees getting overconfident in, right. in this economy, but there's also quite a few business owners who feel really lonely right now because yeah. when you're king or queen of the hill and you're the one that has to make these decisions and you're trying to make decisions based on incomplete data or incomplete information, it can be rather in intimidating, it can also be rather lonely and you can become rather unsure of yourself. How are you helping your clients navigate through that so that they can have the self-esteem they need to be able to portray that to their team and their customers, their clients and grow strong? and profitable business? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, there's a saying that I have in my group. Um, it's that don't suffer in silence. Mm. <clears throat> business owners like to suffer in silence. We feel like we're the only ones who are going that, only ones who are feeling that, only ones that are going, oh my God, this has never happened before. Well, everything's happened before. Right. And what I do is I have a mastermind group and we meet weekly for about 90 minutes but we also have a messenger group. And I encourage my team, right? I encourage the people in there. Hey, reach out, reach out, reach out. When you have a problem, don't wait for the next week. Reach out to somebody in the group. Whether you reach out to the whole group or if you're a little embarrassed or scared to say it, reach out to them. I share my problems that I'm having. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm feeling right now, right? So I get vulnerable with them. Mm but you gotta build a community, mm. right? And that's why it's important to have, look, I'm not plugging myself, but find a coach. Mm -hmm. I'd like for you guys to use me, but if it's not me, if you don't drive with me, that's cool, I don't care. Find a coach. I have a therapist. I talk to him every week. I have a personal trainer. I talk to him twice a week, right? So you build a team of success because if one of your vessels, right, if one of the wheels of life are not doing well, mm -hmm. it takes a toll on everything else. Mm. And then when you get into this rut where you feel like you're alone, it's hard to get out of it. And you right. might show up at home, you're smiling, you're playing with the kids, playing with the dog, but inside you feel alone. Right. And so many entrepreneurs feel that way, men and women. And I talked to so many people, like one of my clients, she's having huge problems with her husband. And I was like, what do you want to talk today about? Like, what system do we want to work on? She's like, I just want to talk to you. I'm like, okay, like about what? She's like, and she started unleashing everything in her relationship. And so if you're blocked in your relationship, you can't move your business forward. 
If you're blocked in your finances and you don't know where the money's coming from or where the money's going, <laughs> like right. a lot of sure. owners, right? We make a lot of money, but where does it go? Know thy P&L statement. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, if you don't know the different wheels, it's hard to, and it's hard for us to say that to our spouses. It's hard for us to say that to our friends because we always think everybody's doing well. Well, 78% of Americans don't have more than five grand in the bank. So people aren't doing as well as you think. Now maybe your sphere's doing well, or you, uh, they appear to do well, Right. but a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. And so, you know, the, the mastermind group I find is really powerful. Um, when I joined my first mastermind group, that wasn't like a weekend session. Uh, and I started having peers that we got onto WhatsApp groups with, and we were able to open up and share everything with each other. Everything started to shift, like emotionally I shifted. Because you're not waiting for your coaching call the following week. You're actually being able to talk to somebody immediately. And guess what, if you're going through it, there's a high probability that somebody else is either going through it at the same time because the universe works really interesting, like it brings people that are going through the same thing together so that we can have compassion and empathy, or they've already been through it. And so you don't have to wait, or you don't have to feel embarrassed, because these are all people that have raised their hand saying, hey, we want help. We want to grow somehow. If visioneers wanted to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Yeah, um, go to my website. Uh, you know what? Go to my Instagram, Coach Vikram Diol. That's where I spend the most time. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'll probably respond within like 45 to an hour. And my name's spelled V I K R A M D E O L. I had to look at my cheat sheet. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Vikram, this has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. I am so excited that we finally got to do this. And I'm excited <laughs> that we did it as I am on my way out. You're going uh, to Miami. Yeah. Life is, life is cold and moving to Miami. So I'm. I, when I got the message, I was like, oh my God, the universe does love me. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back with my final thoughts. Any aim you have in any area of your life can be enhanced with better leadership and communication skills. And there is no better place to learn leadership and communication skills than your local Toastmasters club. My name is Kirkland Tibbles, and I've been a Toastmaster for 42 years. And I'm here to tell you, the supportive and fun environment of Toastmasters is a great place to learn. Come join us, won't you? You won't regret it. Toastmasters, the fun and relaxed group of leaders who will help you get ahead. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button and set your business ahead of COVID and ahead of your competition. Go to Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button. That's Toastmasters.org and click on the Find a Club button today. A couple weeks ago, my wife and I were walking through a part of town that's full of art galleries and antique stores, and we walked into this one art gallery, and I watched an interaction between the resident artist and a customer, to which the customer asked the artist, which of these paintings is your favorite? The artist replied back, do you have any children? The customer took a step back and said, well, yeah, I do. And the artist asked, which one 
is your favorite? Now, two art galleries and an antique store later, it dawned on me where the problem in the communication was. Because what the customer was really asking was, which of these paintings should I take home? And it also made me realize how many of us business owners have a thousand different products and services that we have available to our customers. And we love them all, but what the customer is really asking is, which one is the best for me? So the next time you have a customer that comes in and asks which one is your favorite, what that customer is really asking is, how can you help me with my problem? And what product or service will help me with a solution to that problem? I hope you learned something from our conversation this week with Coach Vikram here on Small Business Celebration. And I hope you use something that you learned from this conversation to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.